welcome to Healthy Perspectives Podcast with Jeremiah, where we provide clinical perspectives on current social and cultural issues. And don't forget, you can subscribe at Podbean, Spotify, Apple, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please subscribe at any or all of them. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Getter, Twitter, and many other social media sites. Or you can email us at healthy perspectives with an S at protonmail.com. Hello, hello, welcome back. Thanks for joining us. You know, I'm trying to figure out exactly where to go with this today. So uh, hang in, it's going to be a ride. I- I'm going to be honest. I haven't fully plotted this one out. Um, oftentimes, I do a lot of research. Uh, you know, I, I just I try to make sure I, I know where I'm going. But uh, today, we're gonna just free flow it a little bit, and hopefully, at the end, you're you're left thinking um, about a lot of things, and maybe slightly new ways. Because at, at Healthy Perspectives, what we try to do is help people see. There are different vantage points. There's different ways of looking at the same problem. Um, some of you have heard me use the uh, the example before. The the three blind men uh, are are placed in, in front of an elephant. One at the trunk, one at the tail, and one at the leg. And they all tell very different stories. All of them are correct, but none of them is complete. So. Around here, we try to make sure that we give stories as complete as possible so that you have as much perspective as possible, Uh, but knowing that there's going to be blind spots. There's going to be things that you're thinking about that we don't touch on, and uh, in those moments, our encouragement is, hey, reach out to us. Let us know. Say, hey, man, you didn't didn't address this topic over here, and uh, we'll go ahead and take a look at it. Uh, We have covered so many different topics, but today... Uh, you know, I want to take a closer look at some of the narrative distortions that we're seeing. Uh, look, let's 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 cut to the chase. There's really what people are wanting you to believe right now is that there are two ways of looking at our culture in America. There's the Republican way and the Democrat way. Okay, that's false. That is not reality. It's taking something that falls on a spectrum and calling it black and white. There is, I mean, we can do that. I mean, the choice to do that is yours. You could choose to do that. Uh, but let me let me be really clear. You're naive and foolish if that's your approach. At the end of the day, uh, there's there's a spectrum. I mean, let's just take one thing in particular. January 6th. Uh, that's become this big trademark uh, thing to say. January 6th, we've got the January 6th committee, and and we're going to prove that this is an evil group of people. I mean, look, there were some bad, bad things that happened on January 6th. But in the aftermath of, uh, you know, the midterm elections, which in some places went perfectly smooth and fine and great, as is always the case, There's places that they just get it right. Um, And I'm not saying they elect the right people, but they get it right. They do the process correctly. The process is done well. Well, in other places, it's absolutely ridiculous that in 2022, we can't count a dang vote. 
So, you know, the, 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 the left would want you to believe that this is a referendum on Donald Trump and January 6th. I mean, uh, no, probably not. <laughs> Let's be real. It's probably not. The, the left doesn't want to face Donald Trump in 2024. So why wouldn't they use every bit of ammunition they can come up with to try to ensure he does not run? Why? They're, they're scared. And the right, the right wants to, wants you to think that it's not painful enough. Um, give me a break. Are you joking? Look, I, I, I see people all the time in my practice. It, trust me. The pain is great enough. If they knew a different way, they would do a different way. Because the pain sucks. It's real and it's painful. So that's probably wrong too. I mean, being real. So what I'm saying is that these narrative distortions are absolutely ridiculous. I mean, we can go with all the things that the left and the right want to bring to the table and say, these are critical issues. You have an entire life. What they are trying to do is no different than what they've done since the very beginning of political action. They're trying to feed you something that brings you to their side. If you like chicken, they're going to offer chicken. And if you're a vegetarian, they're not going to offer you meat. They're going to find the best uh, tofu or vegetables that they can track down. And they're going to convince you that that's what they're all about. They're all about the tofu. And that's not true. That's not true. What they're all about is getting your vote so that they can go into the political arena and for some of them, hopefully make some change. But for many of them, it's literally just a power grab. I mean, I am convinced the left, the right are the same in that way. It's a power grab for many of the people there. Not all. There are exceptions. The exceptions aren't very often getting the attention because why would they? I mean, they're in there fighting the moral fight. They're fighting for what they believe to be the right thing for the people that have voted them in and for themselves within parameters. Uh, they are the ones that are not lying, uh, deceiving, uh, cheating, They're the ones attempting to do it the right way. But that doesn't serve the system very well. And what I mean by that is the system of the left-right. It may serve the people better than any other model, but it is not going to serve your Democrats or your Republicans the best. Why? Because you could see reason in seeing the vantage point of the other person in front of you, whether that be poor or rich, whether that be political or just an ordinary citizen. And why would they want that? I mean, that makes you susceptible to standing against what they want as a whole. I just learned yesterday that uh, Mitch McConnell, I guess he's the, the, the leader of the Republican Party, um, has a super PAC in which he invests 
in Republicans that are running within his party. Now, this is one example of something that is absolutely absurd. I cannot believe that this even, I can't believe this even happens. So here's how it goes. At the end of the day, um, Republicans want to support Republicans. And so what do they do? Mitch McConnell apparently uh, put together a super PAC where he could raise a whole bunch of money to support other Republicans. Unfortunately, the way that that plays out is disgusting. It's filthy because it distorts the narrative for everything. It makes trust at the bottom of the totem pole. Like it's non-existent. Like it doesn't, it doesn't even matter. Why? Because if you're a new Republican and you can get Mitch McConnell to support you, he's going to fund your campaign. But he's not going to do that for free. I mean, it's going to look like he's doing it for free because he's wanting to support the other Republicans. But he picks and chooses who he supports on the Republican tickets, which means he's going to come to you. He's going to make a deal. He's going to say, hey, tell you what, I'll help fund your campaign because I think you're a good candidate for this. But I need your undying loyalty uh, to me. Because I'm, I'm the one with the super PAC and I'm the one who's got all this money and I can get you there. I can make your dream come true. But you have to make sure you don't ever, ever go against me. No matter what. Okay. Sounds like a great deal, doesn't it? I mean, he's going to make somebody's dream come true, but at what cost? Now, if he were a perfectly good, upright person, with completely amazing morals, then maybe this wouldn't be a temptation to abuse power. We're talking about like the perfect of the perfect. Uh, Don't think he's Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, I don't think Jesus Christ would set up a super PAC. Um, I don't know. Maybe he would. Uh, I mean, I'm not Jesus. Uh, But if he's anything less than the perfect moral character, The temptation there is ridiculously overpowering. And that isn't okay. And here's the problem. This happens in both parties. I mean, let's be real. If you can get Barack Obama to come out to your event, wham, you're golden on the the left. I mean, everybody's going to know your name and voila, you're done. You are locked in. You are a shoe in You are most likely going to get the, the, the votes you need to go with the places that you dream of going. And these distortions that they create are a problem for you and for me. Ordinary people living ordinary lives, working ordinary jobs, Many of the the cases out there, you're, you're people working at hospitals, you are people working at, at clinics, you are people working in the police force, in the military, ordinary, ordinary people. And you're the one getting screwed because they convince you that there's only two, two parties on the ticket. And there doesn't have to be. There could be 10. I mean, would it... Uh, Would it dilute the pools? Yes, yes, it would. Would it represent America better? Um, Yes, yes, it would. Let me tell you why. 
these distortions that they create of two parties and there's only two parties. Look, if there were 10 parties and you had 5% here, 5% here, 5% here, 5% here, 20% here, 40% here, I mean, you're going to get a more realistic perspective. Now, will those smaller parties want to band together under certain circumstances? Absolutely. Absolutely. When the right agenda comes up, of course, based on moral structures, not based on power structures. Because the moment those moral structures uh, you know, deteriorate and they're not in play, then you go back to being the individual parties. Now, what would happen in our country if we had multiple parties? And multiple parties that were better represented. Instead of going in, going, well, I can't let the, the Democrats get it, or I can't let the Republicans get it, so I'm just going to vote the opposite. Like, we would end up in a position, but here's the problem. Here's the problem I see. Yes, two parties creates an extremism. Yes, two parties creates a, a greater risk of gerrymandering. Yes, two parties can focus the narrative much more concisely on things that you're afraid of. Yes, two parties can convince you that there's uh, an, a ridiculous amount of racism in a, the freest country on the planet. Yes, two parties can say, we're going to fight for democracy democracy, democracy, and make it about democracy um, when in fact it has nothing to do with democracy. They could say that there's an outsider. But here's the, at the end of the day, what they're trying to do is create power for themselves. And so for you, I mean, this is, I, I, I'm not a, a political uh, uh, affiliated party here at Healthy Perspectives. What I am is an observer. I look at culture and I think about what's happening in our culture. And if, if people don't wake up to the reality that to represent America more accurately, we have to have a broader spectrum of representation. Now that, look, I am not going data on you. I'm not like, well, there's 40% of the people are this, and 30% are this, and 10% are this. No, I'm talking about moral structure. Not what we look like. Not where we came from. I'm talking about our belief system. Totally different ballgame. And in that, we have a broad array of beliefs. We have people who are Jewish, people who are Christian and Catholic, and we have people who are uh, Seventh-day Adventists, which is a sect of Christianity. We have Buddhists, and we have, uh, uh, well, I don't know, what else do we got? I mean, we got it all. We got atheists, right? We got, we got Satan worshipers. I mean, for crying out loud, we've got it all here in America. Now, do I agree with them? No, not all of them. Absolutely not. But can we find moral ground where we have commonality? Think about the most basic things. Murder is bad. If you're going to die because um, you stand up for your rights, uh, that's a problem. If you kill somebody 
as a way of standing up for your rights. That's a problem. Right? Violence, not the answer. Unnecessary. So we have all of these things that we are being told. What's the real narrative? What's the real narrative in America? I'm going to take a, a, a shot at this. And look, I'm risking a ton today because, I mean, this could alienate a lot of people from me. It's possible. But I'm going to tell you a narrative that I see that's more consistent in America than all this crap that you've been fed. Hope is one thread in America. It's one of the most powerful threads in America. It's the reason why people want to come to America. Hope. Uh, when I say hope, I mean your chances to accomplish stuff are really good if you're willing to work for it. At least as of right now. Unless things deteriorate too much. You can still accomplish what you want to accomplish. You want to be a solid, strong business person? Come on into America. Does it matter if you're black or white or male or female? Whatever. Nope. You can create success here in America. And that hope keeps people coming. In America, uh, I, see, I see diversity. <clears throat> That's not a two-party system. Diversity means there's an array of options to pick from. There are tall people and short people and thin people and fat people and active people and lazy people. And there are people who want to work on computers and people who want to work in the mountains. There, there's all kinds of people here in America. And some of you might be saying, well, this is probably true all over the world. Maybe. Maybe. But in America, hope is a real thing. Diversity is a real thing. You know what else there is in America right now, as I'm seeing it? There is a fear in America. A fear that if, if we truly are going to a two-party system, you don't want to get left out and you don't want to be on the wrong side. There's a fear in America. That's a, that's a new thing. I mean, it's a relatively new thing. I mean, there's always been discrepancy and, and, and uh, you know, discord uh, of certain types, of course, because that's what happens when you have diverse populations that are hopeful. You're going to have difference of opinions. But right now, more than I've ever seen it in my short life, for those of you who don't know, I'm in my 40s. So it's, it's short, but it's not that short. There's a fear like I've never experienced. People are scared. They're scared. People, I, I had a conversation with some teens not very long ago. Like we're talking about teenagers and, they, and, they, and they're telling me they cannot talk politics with anybody. And I'm thinking, what in the world is going on? The teenagers cannot talk politics. How are they ever going to learn to vote? How are they ever going to learn to stand up for things they believe in if they can't talk politics? I mean, they can talk social justice and social injustice. They told me that too. But you can't talk politics. 
There's something wrong with that. We should be having conversations around the dinner table about politics. Why? Because our culture dictates our politics, not the other way around. There's a narrative that we can't talk politics. It's too emotionally heated. What a load of garbage. Grow up, learn to manage your emotions, have the frigging conversation, please. Our kids need it. That doesn't mean we have to disagree or just agree. We can disagree respectfully. Let's teach each other how to do that by practicing. That narrative has to go away. But it's there. We're scared. We can't talk politics. There's also this narrative right now that life should be easy. Bull. Life is not designed to be easy. We are relational by nature. You and me both. And that has never been easy. Get into a deep relationship with somebody and tell me it's easy. You're full of crap. It's not easy. Love has never been easy. It's a choice. You have to make it every day. But this narrative that's going around that life should be easy, yeah, that's false. Not everyone is going to get an inheritance of $5 billion. Grow up, figure it out. Some of you will be lucky to get $5. You're going to have to carve your own path. And unfortunately, sidestepping a tiny bit to tell you something about that, Most people don't change their economic status more than about 10 to 20%, statistically. You do the social science uh, view on it. People do not step up or down in their social status more than about 10 to 20%. And there's no reason that it has to be like that. We highlight the people who exceed those norms. The people who fall 80%, we highlight them. We talk about how sad it is. I mean, they had the world at their fingertips and they blew it all. And we highlight those that go 80% up. They came from nothing. And now the whole world is at their fingertips. You statistically don't have to Fall for the statistics as though they are a certainty in America. You don't. That's the beauty of it. We have hope for a reason. There are examples of people who improve more than 20%. Ignore that statistic. Statistically, I should have been dead in a ditch when I was 20. I came from a broken family, poverty, you name it. There's no statistical reason that I should have gone to college, graduated, been in the military, uh, you know, worked with uh, people as a helper. I should have been the one getting all the help, statistically. And, you know, we can say, nope. In America, there's a thing we call hope, and it can trump everything. And it did 
It did for me. I would say it did for my brother too. I know I kind of came at this pretty hard today. Uh, this was more of a free-flowing, uh, you know, bit from me. I hope it makes sense. And I hope those narratives are bouncing around in your head. And you're thinking, what are the narratives that they tell me I'm supposed to believe? Are they right or not? Don't buy into things that aren't right. Verify, verify, verify. I hope this gets you thinking. Hope your mind is a spinning. Hope your heart is a racing. I mean, I don't want you to be angry, but I wouldn't mind some emotion bouncing around in that little chest of yours. I really wouldn't. Let that emotion bounce around and then funnel it into something productive and good because at Healthy Perspectives, that's what we're trying to do. Encourage productive and good. Thank you for joining us. Have a great day. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a look at our website at www.healthyperspectives with a dash in between the healthy and the perspectives. Make sure there's an S at the end.com. So again, www.healthy-perspectives with an S.com. 